The National Geospatial Intelligence Agency is looking at the next generation of artificial intelligence tools to help get a handle on exponentially growing volumes of satellite imagery. Susan Colwaite, the director of the analysis directorate at NGA, says there's never been a better time to be an intelligence analyst, though, despite all those tools coming in. She spoke with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman about the agency's workforce of the future. What makes this time in particular really exciting is where we are at the cusp of the integration of so much spatially, temporally referenced data available to us at our fingertips from sources and sensors everywhere, from remote sensing systems that continue to be launched by commercial companies, and then the technology revolution that's going on with cloud technologies and artificial intelligence and advanced analytics. And you combine that with the GIS cloud, there's just the opportunity to meet our customers' demand where they are with the products and the services that they need has never been more readily available than it is now. We are in the era of big data right now, and there is just so much out there to to unpack and analyze. I mean, there's never been more of an abundance of satellite imagery. And so how does NGA kind of get its arms around this embarrassment of riches that it has as far as information? So the opportunity for us is really to have 24 by 7 understanding 365 days of the year of what our adversaries are up to in the places that our customers care most about. The challenge to that is all the data. We have to take advantage of the compute era that's upon us, the age of artificial intelligence, the age of advanced technologies, in order to sift through the wealth of data and connect the dots and get the nuggets of information that are most relevant to our customers. It's also critical, though, that our team, the people who are responsible for answering those tough questions, for anticipating what might happen next, have the skills and the knowledge and the abilities to understand what data answers what questions and how to apply which technologies to that data. And also to bring the power of automation through machines to bear so that machines can do the mundane while our analysts can do the exquisite analysis. To your point about the new fourth wave of all this technology, AI, machine learning, all these new buzzwords that are coming through, just give me a little bit of a crash course of of how we got here from waves one, two, three, and now four, and what that's going to mean and how it's going to be a game changer going forward. So the world of geoint analysis actually can go back to World War One and World War Two, where we were taking photographs from sky and analysts were looking at it to determine where the adversary was. Uh, it was hard copy photographs and with grease pencils and written reports, we were noting where the enemy was and what we had to do. Moving forward, we went from eyes in the sky on airplanes to eyes in the sky on satellites. And that started moving us also into the digital era, where now instead of having to wait for photographs to be created in hard copy, we were able to get digital data. So the digital revolution started. At that time, we moved from hard copy light tables, looking at imagery in hard copy, to looking at it in electronic light tables. But quite frankly, our work 
the way we worked didn't change. The next revolution was GIS, and that was to start integrating spatially referenced data with the imagery observations to provide more context and understanding of where things were happening and where things were going to happen next. The power now of the fourth wave is to really change our whole view of data and understanding of data and allowing the machines to derive insights for us, giving us options and opportunities to understand in an advanced way what's happening based on past trends and past patterns so that we can anticipate what's going to happen next. And to tie two of these things that we've been talking about together now, you had mentioned AI and machine learning. Along with the workforce, people physically going over this information, going over this data, make a case for me if I'm a prospective you know, intelligence analyst saying, well, if a machine's going to be able to do all this stuff, if artificial intelligence can do all this work, then what job can I possibly ever have at NGA? But make a case for maybe the future of the NGA workforce. So, Jory, great question. And let me answer it, if you will, from two perspectives. One is, let's talk about what our analysts spend the majority of their time. 50% of the time of my analysts is spent monitoring known locations for known activity. Only about less than 20% of the time is looking for unknown activity at known locations. And a little less than 20% of the time is looking for known activity, but we don't know where it's at, unknown locations. And then a very small 7% or so of our time is actually spent in discovering the unknown unknown which is really the value that we need to bring because that's what we have to anticipate. What we call AAA automation, augmentation, and artificial intelligence is going to help us do is take that mundane monitoring, known target, known activity, and do that for us. If the machines can help us take our time to move into searching for new things, for researching what's going on, we'll be able to deliver that much more impact to our customers, the kind of cognitive analysis that humans are best at. Which leads me into the second piece. So what do we really need humans to do? We need machines to do what they can do best, to learn and understand and tell us what is known, what can be known. We need people to think creatively, to think innovatively, to work in a multidisciplinary team to bring all perspectives, skills, knowledge to bear on answering the really hard problems that we worry about in terms of who's going to threaten us next, either through direct uh, attack on our homeland, like we saw at 9-11, or attacks or other threats overseas to our friends and our partners that are there, or even to U.S. assets that are overseas. So it's bringing what humans do best, combined with what machines do next, that human-machine team, to deliver the power of decision advantage to our customers. You had used this phrase earlier, but eyes in the sky, that for a while in, in kind of Cold War era, NGA was really the only game in town, but we've seen private sector partnerships with satellite imagery, and I believe Robert Cardillo has kind of explained this much in, in previous interviews, but just if you could walk through a little bit more of what that private-public partnership means. So our nation's security is advantaged through public-private partnerships, and just as we're allowing machines to do what they do best, having industry do what 
what it does best and what it does very rapidly in the way of technology innovation. And for us in the government doing what we do best, which is understanding the mission and our customers and what we can bring to bear that industry and government can offer in the way of data, in the way of advanced technologies. You mentioned Director Cardillo's comments very frequently regarding all of the imagery that's going to be collected, the hundreds of thousands of billions of pixels that will be collected over time. And are humans, I don't have enough eyeballs to look at all those pixels. So it's not the pixels that we are going to be using, but actually the observations that are detected. The only way to know what's been detected is to take advantage of the artificial intelligence and the machine learning to draw out of the pixels and help create the structured data that then analysts can use with other structured data to discover what's really important. Susan Colwaite is director of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency's Analysis Directorate, speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week. So patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.